0: dun 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 It's a podcast! I really, I was, I was waiting for you to push the button, and then I saw you going over something in your head. Not It was really. that melody. It was like, yeah, yeah were, I, was trying what, to,
1: I was trying to give it some grandiosity. Because like it's that. kind of Well, then let's finish this one one of the year
0: with our favorite sounds. Oh. That's my Diet Coke with ice.
1: That's my Diet Coke zero.
0: But your Coke cup says, with a donut, what does it say? I went to Winchell's. Shit, uh, they still have those? Because Winchell's has this giant, look how big this is, 74 cents. Are you kidding? Yeah. It's like a small trash can. Or like a big gulp, and they're 74 cents. And there's one on my way home from work. Okay. So anyway, after the gym, I went and got a soda there, and then I uh, went and got some dinner at a Pollo Loco. And now here we are. There you Today go. Today is Tuesday the 19th. It's true. It It is. And uh, this is kind of, it feels like the first podcast
1: of the year, although I don't think it is. No. But it feels have... like it is. Well. Because we were just talking about holiday shit before. And, and now, listen to Now we're happiness. back to real life.
0: There's like joy in our voices. Can you hear it? It's Yes, a little bit. Yeah. I so, feel like it's, it's really tangible. If you're well, on a treadmill right now listening to this with me in your right ear and Vince yeah, in your left.
1: I know. 2010 is starting out. I don't know what bang is the right word. No, of but course But there's not. stuff happening. But um not we're seeing Pee Wee Herman tomorrow, the That's show, the Pee Wee Herman show. Um I was able to score free tickets because I did an interview with him for Angelino mm-hmm. magazine. And um uh, and i you know, I had to send a few emails, I had to I,
0: I was know. able to get us invited to Kim yeah. Cole's birthday party. That's awesome after that. Yeah. <laughs> That's good, you know. Kim Cole <laughs> seems like a nice chick. She's a nice lady, and the publicist that yeah. I went on the date with, right? That I then said that was a terrible he first took, date because you, you brought yeah. Carol and Hennessey on my right. date with us. Yes. Um. Well, Star he's Kim's Cougar publicist, Town. and so he invited us. Invited us. All to right. It. So now, I just want to we'll say we'll have Pee Wee and yeah. Weezy. No, I don't <laughs> know Kim Cole's. Uh, yeah, and we need a nickname after, for her. After, we probably shouldn't. I think no. that wouldn't make us look okay. Great. Not especially uh, not this given early the in last the podcast. What we need to really avoid? Well, last one we were so like racism is bad. Runyon Canyon. Right. Well, that and was a now, crazy story. I know, but now if we give Kim Cole's a nickname, there's no we're gonna seem like racist. There's no, just no way right. to. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So. Let's just avoid that. All right. Um, hey, so I just want to have a little disclaimer right here at the top. We, uh, Dennis, and I do not discuss with one another what we're going to talk about on the podcast. And but Dennis has a po- it, it, uh, little posted, and I have some notes over here. And I just want to apologize in advance if I talk way too much this one because I have a couple of big stories on um, my dingers. list. Dingers. Okay. And you said you don't have much on your. No, on I your do.
1: Post-it. Now that I think about it, I do. But I think yours are going to be more. Um, I think more. Uh, uh, ripped from real life. <laughs> I have observations about. More of mine will involve Jizz. Yes, right, and mine is just talking about, like, the Golden Globes.
0: Uh well, Let's, I go, think then giz, you go first.
1: Jizz trumps Golden Globes. Yeah, I'll,
0: you go first, and I'll, I'll bring well, us home with a big fence. I want ending. to
1: brainstorm this little idea with you because okay. I had an epiphany the other night, and I. I want to pitch that this as an article. That could be our nickname for
0: Kim Coles. Epiphany? Epiphany.
1: Pee Wee and Epiphany. Can we just that? Uh, sounds nice, actually. Yeah, it's flattering, but mildly. Yeah, they sound like they had a disco hit. Okay. Uh, Pee Wee and Epiphany. Doing it all night long, Saturday night, in parentheses, uh-huh. by uh, Pee Wee and Epiphany. <laughs> um, so, Golden Globes. Yeah. Fun to watch the stars. There was a lot of stars there. Mm-hmm. And um, Julia Roberts gives out Best Picture. Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. Show's running along cutting right to the chase nominees for best picture are uh reads them off and then and the winner is go to ke- go to bed hazel and phineas avatar so i think that when celebrities tell their kids to go to bed at an award show it doesn't work i don't think the kids go to bed i of think now they're, i don't think they're now, even talking to the kids i think now they're more excited
0: so no, they're not going go to, to bed. the kids.
1: I know. That's my whole point. Of course they're not talking to the kids. They're do, they're doing it
0: No, that's a code. Yeah. It's a code because she had bet uh that Avatar was going to win and so when she says Phineas, and to go to bed, that was her way to tell her friend that to she George, had bet way. you owe me $10,000. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Like she yeah. had already written that big check for a million and half to Haiti. Right. So she doesn't want to brag. That's another theory. She doesn't want to brag, yeah. "Hey, I just made another 50 grand because I had a right. bet with Clooney." Because I um
1: that's a good theory you have, and I'm going to put that in my article. But I do want to—I want to get a child psychologist to talk about yeah. when kids are given a shout out from a national television show. they're—they're they're they're less amped like. up. They're amped up. They might be texting their friends. So well,
0: I don't think Phineas is really texting yet. Yes, but. but
1: he could be. But you know they always do that. So I want to make—I want to find a—I want to take that idea seriously. The idea that stars. Are using the Golden Globes podium to tell their
0: kids to go to bed?
1: What's next? Can you you know have the maid take out uh, take out the garbage?
0: I feel like every time on the red carpet pre show they do a lot of that. Yeah, I just want to say hi to Bella and right. and Nina that you know because they're home watching this on TV. Yeah. No, that's a message for their dealer. Yeah. They're placing an order. For you know, a, right. Whatever, a quarter ounce, yeah. Or what? I don't That's even know. That's their code. For, yeah, 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 If I say hi to my kids, I want an eight ball, and you better be ready to shoot a big bag ass. of cocaine ready with a with a thick <laughs> straw, like a thick straw from right. a McDonald's straw, so you can yeah. blow it in my pussy, like a big fat straw, not yeah. like like one of those boba straws. That's what oh, I want. Oh, those boba. straws If with I mention the both kids, I want a boba straw, so you can just fill <laughs> my pussy my with cocaine.
1: And I don't mind so much the shouting out. I want to say hi. That's the truth, maybe. But the go to bed. That's, I think it's Julia Roberts' way of saying, you know what, I'm getting a lot of movie yeah. star attention tonight, but I also need everyone to know about this other part of my life that's equally fabulous, yeah, yeah. so I need to remind also you. Also do Those
0: Without Children. Yeah. I'm also winning in that area as well.
1: <laughs> yep. Go to sleep, Phineas and Hazel. Yeah.
0: Avatar. Wow. Yeah, so I, I think there's a whole— I didn't watch the awards. Okay. I only watched the, red, the pre-show. Right. I, didn't, I think it's incredibly rude to put anything between, and the winner is— and then the actual winner.
1: Well, I don't know if she did Any it. Any kind of editorial. I don't know if she did it there, but oh, it was okay. all, you know, she was, I it, thought it might have been after the, the nominees. It that's might have been really, opening the winner. Yeah.
0: That is really making a moment that's not about you. About all you. about you, which Like when they totally open the did. envelope and they go, oh, I knew it. Yeah. So Sydney Poitier. Like, no, you just, you, you have very little job. Yeah. Your job is to come out, hit the mic, hit the mark. Yeah. Do not touch the microphone. Have we established that? Yeah. Now? There's, there's a lot of that. In happening. 60 years of televised award shows, yeah. never touch the mic. It's yeah. nowadays it's automatic. It goes up and down into the stage. The mic is going to pick up your voice. Right. Okay, Jersey Shore cast. You don't all you can all huddle around one mic. You don't have to touch it. And oh God, I hate that. It's such a pet peeve of mine when people touch the microphone. Yeah. And then they those are the same people that always want to give 150%. Yeah. Things, oh, I hate that. When which by do the that. way is impossible because yeah. there's nothing more than hundred percent you asshole. Right.
1: <sighs> so that's my thing. I'm gonna try to mine like an eight hundred word article about the idea of stars telling the kids to go to bed. And I, I don't think I can think they're,
0: do it. Yeah, I don't think they're ever even talking to the kids. No. And if you are, boy, that's bad parenting. Mm-hmm. Mommy and daddy <clears throat> got dressed up yeah. and went to this big fancy thing, and you're at home with Consuela. Yeah. And but yet we're assuming that you're watching like yeah. That doesn't make – as the child no. who's sitting at home being raised by someone else, No, that doesn't make me feel any better that you sent a shout-out. Yeah.
1: I wouldn't even mind if it was a sh- I would mind it less if it was a shout-out like, I just want to say hi to Phineas and Hazel. That's at least sincere. That's. The, but it's No, what's
0: sincere is when every once in a while – who did this? I think Felicity Huffman maybe did this one yeah. year where she was like, I'm sorry, before I tell you my address is, can I just say hi to my kids? Honey – I want to say hi to my kids. It, uh, mommy loves you, and I promise I'm going to be home in like two hours. Okay, I'll be home soon. That I thought was sweet. Right. Sometimes it's really, uh, you know, wait up for me because it's going to be really yeah. fun when I get home, or you know. But yeah, just the generic. I I've would love kids. for somebody
1: to say, "I just want to say I'm so glad to be away from my fucking kids tonight." God, wouldn't that be awesome? And the winner is. And I'm getting, Mickey
0: <laughs> I'm getting Mariah Carey tonight. <laughs> Phineas and Hazel just wanted to say, "Fuck you!" Oh my I god. I fucking. Can't take you right Thanks now. Thanks for the stretch marks, assholes. <laughs> yeah, and the I winner is Penelope done... Cruz. Ugh.
1: Yeah. So, anyways, that's my stiff. Now get to your jizz. Get to my jizz. Well, I cut to the jizz. I
0: want to get right to a dating update now. Okay. Uh, still have not heard from Hans who is, I think, back from El Salvador. Those diet this, jokes are going to be so fucking flat. Oh, it makes me so mad. This coming weekend was the weekend he was supposed to be taking me to Vegas. Oh, shit. But uh, whatever, I have plans. I've made plans. Like uh, that's just So I'm waiting for the passive-aggressive call from him. All right, then there's Umberto, right? who I broke up with. We thought was out like, of the
1: picture. D-
0: before New Year's
1: Eve. We thought he had con- he completed his arc on the podcast. Yeah. He had like a four-episode arc, Thank and you. I thought he would wrapped it up. We, that
0: character is done. <laughs> It's like, yeah, he's like Donnie Osmond going to visit Marie yeah. when she was on Dancing with the Stars. Right. Hanging around so much. He ended up getting in the cast the following season. <laughs> yeah. like, I think it might be the podcast, The Comedy Couch, with Dennis Hensley We're and Umberto. And now it's pretty time for me to tell you that, yeah. yeah. So um so he won't stop with the text that I'll start with, I know you asked me not to text you. Right. But and then uh this weekend he sent me a text and invited me, he goes, I know you asked me not to text you. But I'm wondering. I would like to invite you to a show on Tuesday night, tonight actually, to go and see the River Dance. And uh, please, I I miss you so much. And first of all, I'm not sitting through the River Dance with Eric if he were to call out of the blue and want me back. Do you know what I mean? Like that would even be like I ain't sitting through River Dance for fucking Christopher Atkins. Right. Like that's just not happening. Right. Not the river dance, which yeah, none none of it. But um I wrote back and I was like, look, that's really sweet of you to offer, but here's the thing. I asked you not to contact me anymore. And the reason that I ended our relationship was I felt like you were not respecting my boundaries or even really listening to me when I asked you to do something. And this is a really good example of that. So no more calls, no more emails, no more texts. So that's the last that I, you know, heard from Umberto, which is this weekend. Then I had a date last week with the manager, the manager of our El Pollo Loco. Right. The new one. The new El Pollo the Loco. New one, down which the
1: I can't call it mine because I've been there
0: once. Oh, God. I like that's it. the one I go to. I, the other yeah. one on Vineland and magnolia They're you. dead to me now because that place was always a filthy fucking That was the place that I would go and I would be like, I'd like a two piece meal, and they would say, We're out of chicken. Yeah, they were always. And I was like, you have one thing on your fucking menu. How can you be out of it? Well, like, what am am I? Okay, I'll have the surf and turf. Yeah. Like, no, that's all you got is chicken. And now you don't have that? Yeah. So, no. And so, anyway, this one is really new. Now, podcast listeners, I know you're judging. I know you're judging me. Um, But let me just explain to you how it happened. I went in on a Friday and he doubled my order. He doubled it, Dennis. He doubled, doubled me your f- sides and tortillas. Up and to four pieces of chicken. Yes, extra sides, double tortillas. Wow! Like I was, I and was that's, you, and that's when you jizzed. What was? That's my sweet spot. That's yeah. it. I'm your pick a hole. Like that's it <laughs> at that point. I'd rather have I'd rather have that than flowers yeah. or, or poems or yeah. any like what I know. Like that's amazing. What if he did this? Corn and flour. Oh, now now you're now you're just greedy. Fuck. But um, so then I go in the next day, which was Saturday, right? And he happens to be working the register, and uh, I'm like, thank you for yesterday, and he's like, oh, just wait. And I'm thinking, huh? So then I I make my order 2 piece meal leg and thigh coleslaw and beans flour tortilla and then he pulls this like white like credit card thing that's on his keys out and swipes it through the register and i'm like how much now i know how much it is i know it's gonna be 548 and i'm like how much and uh he goes it's on me it's on me now i'm getting free now i'm getting free el pollo loco think about what this can mean for us dennis Think well. of the possibilities here.
1: Well, the, the possibility the, – it could go either the, to the best thing in the world or the worst thing in the world. Why if do you ruins? The, why if do you he ruins worst El Pollo Loco, Eric ruined Glee. Could this guy ruin El and Pollo three Loco? Ways. And three-ways.
0: And three-ways. Don't – I'd say, like, Glee – frankly, yeah. I would have given up Glee if I could have kept a possibility of a three-way. Right. And so, now I've lost that? I just don't want it to be awkward but i don't think it will well so he uh then says but why do you always get it to go and i go well i'm not gonna sit here by myself and eat it and he leans in to the counter and goes what if you wouldn't be by yourself ah shit oh my god i'll have my chicken for here it's free he takes his break he sits with me he's super charming his name is fernando he's from guatemala and can you hear the drums i know so so cute So we end up saying that we're going to go out the next day, which is Sunday, which is last, not last Sunday, but Sunday before. So he, um, we're, he's supposed to come by the house around seven o'clock, right? Right. At eight 30, I still have not heard from him. I've been texting him ever since I texted him the address and he didn't be, he didn't respond like got it or anything at like two o'clock that afternoon. So I'm really freaked out. I've left messages. It's going right to voicemail. So. Now I'm pissed at him, but now I'm craving El Pollo Loco because when I think of him, I think about Pollo Loco. Yeah. So now I get in the car and I go down to fucking El Pollo, to that El Pollo Loco. I know it's his day off. So whatever. I'm, you know, I go in and as I'm leaving with my food, he texts me. I'm really sorry. I'm at work. Something came up and I'm like, I'm just walking out of your work and you're not here. He's like, I'm in the office. He's like, let me call you in 30 minutes. So I come home with the chicken. Long story short. That weekend, they had unveiled the new steak products at the Pollo Loco. And Sunday morning, they started getting all these complaints from people getting sick that had eaten the steak the day before. So the corporate office called all the managers in. They had to destroy all the steak, get new meat, and cook it like from scratch a certain way. They didn't know if it was the meat, the steak, or the sour cream. Then they figured out later in the day that it was a steak. So he was there all day, not really putting out fires. It was fires, a public issue. To, Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're trying to keep it out of the press. And so yeah. it was like this whole, you know, clusterfuck. So I'm like, all right, you know, I'm going to give him another chance. Because that's mm, kind this of new, I'll play a local beef. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we end up good. rescheduling for Wednesday night. He shows up, takes me to the Olive Garden.
1: Nice place. Don't laugh
0: at that. I love an Olive Garden. Breadsticks are the yeah, amazing. I'm not above it. Like, yeah. one of the girls at work was like, you know, I don't like the Olive Garden. Because that's a, it says endless salad. And so I'm sorry that you're closing, but it says endless. Yeah. Like, you go ahead, just leave a light, light on. That's end full. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, I, it's endless. I will right. be here when you come back in the morning. Yeah. Just, I'll be here with my endless. Like, there's no reason I can't be having salad for breakfast also. Yeah. You said endless.
1: That's true. So. I don't like that Olive Garden is the go-to joke for no. pop culture-y things. It's like, good. Like, oh, he took her to the Olive Garden. I'm like, yeah, yeah. that's right. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then I gave him my cherry. Because. So. It was that We good. go to the Olive
0: Garden. Then I go, well, let's go back home and make out. Because I want to make out with him. He's got really pretty lips, and I want to, you know. So we come back here, and you're sitting on the couch watching TV. Yeah. So we're not going to sit on the couch and make it, right? So right. I'm like, just come down the hall to my room. Now, I'm knowing that I'm not trying to, like,
1: tap, it. put it in a
0: hole. Right. You know, the first actual date. But um, he's like, oh, you kiss on the first dates? And I'm, like, kind of laughing inside, like, uh, yeah, I let's just say yes, I do kiss on the first date and leave it at that. <laughs> <It's not laughs> affirmative. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I kiss in a lot of places. Actually, really, what I'm willing to do on the first date. I mean, that Olive Garden was really good, and I yeah. did have a glass of wine. And I'm thinking free chicken for life. Yeah. Like, there's nothing I won't do on this first date. Right. So, so we go to my room. And I kick my shoes off, and I go, "You can take your shoes off." And he goes, "No, that's okay." And I'm like, "Well, that's weird." So I'm like laying on my bed, but not like in a provocative. I'm fully dressed, and I go, "Come here, I want to kiss you." And he literally, it becomes like a 1950s movie. He has one foot on the floor, his shoes on, and he won't even like lay on the bed. He's literally sitting up and like leaning and kissing. And I thought that was very sweet and it is very sweet. like old fashioned. So I know and that's nice. Turns out, I also found out he was younger than I thought. He's um, almost 24. <laughs> so, he, you know, but you saw him. He doesn't look like a child. I mean, he looks like a 30 No, he, he looks like a guy old, in his mind. But... So, whatever. So, that was really good. And I thought he was really fun. And I've seen him a couple times at the El Puello Loco since then. But our scheduling is difficult. But we were supposed to do something yesterday, Monday. And I haven't heard from him. I texted him on Sunday and was like, hey, what's the plan for tomorrow? No response. So I called last night and left him an angry message saying, look, I don't like this sending a text asking. Like we had plans for Monday and now it's Monday night. Monday's basically come and gone. I don't hear from you. This doesn't work for me. So I don't know. So I went in to that El Pollo Loco tonight to get dinner and a different manager was working. So I don't know if he's been deported or maybe it's something legit or what. So there'll be an El Pollo Dado. Update in okay. the next podcast. So who's still in the mix? Apoyo. Look, there's Michael, the Asian guy, right? Who I am nuts about. I think he's right. really, really sweet, really great. Um, but he's 25 years old. Right. I really don't know that it could become something serious. Right. And he's really the only person, really, left in the running. That's pretty, Who's going
1: to get a rose? He's
0: going to get a rose. Yeah, he's going to get a rose. All right. Sure. So uh, I went to Phoenix this weekend. Yes. Where does the jizz come in? Oh, there'll be jizz in this story. Okay, good. Um, So I got an email two weeks ago from this guy who had seen me do stand-up when I did it in Phoenix at the Improv. Okay. Like three years ago. Like like, literally almost three years ago. I opened for Pablo Francisco, this big comic. And uh, it was, you know, a really fun weekend. And he sent an email, and he was like – through my website, and he was like, hey, I – you know, got this big crush on you and thought you were so funny a couple years ago, and I keep talking to my friends, like, it's like this joke that I have this imaginary celebrity boyfriend who's this comic that I have this big crush on, and I just wondered what you were up to, and I went on the website, and I'm emailing you, and I don't know if you even remember me, but whatever. So I write back and go, that's so cool, Um, I'm going to be in Phoenix in, like, two weeks, and he emails back and like, let's totally go have a drink, here's some pictures of me so you can, you know, remember me, and he's totally, totally cute. Okay. Excellent. So What's I go name? in What's,
1: do we have a nickname or well his name is Danny. Danny, okay.
0: Danny is blonde, okay. white guy, light eyes, swimmer. Nice. Like crazy, crazy hot body. Right. Really nice. Um and so but he is celebrating his half birthday next weekend. You know, half birthday, when you're at six months to your birthday. And then when his real birthday actually comes then he'll be turning 23. All right. So he's 22 years uh. old. 22 and a half. So right there's now.
1: jizz already. So
0: I have no business. Right. being with this guy. So I meet him for a drink this weekend in uh Phoenix Juice Box and it's like super on. So right. we go back to his place and we're making out and I am like this guy is so hot and he's a white round-eyed person. Like right. I haven't done that in years. Yeah. And This is the reason that I'm telling this story. And you know me well, Dennis. This is not the area that I normally go to. Like, I'm not, no, this is not the kind of stuff that I talk about about guys that I date. Right. When he pulled his dick out, I think it's the biggest dick I've ever seen in my life live and in person. Live and in person. Like, it was seriously like one of those loaves of bread from Subway. Wow. Yes not split in half yeah, down the eat middle fresh. but like it was like the harvest blend it was like or a, it was a foot long right. beige warm slightly squishy smell, you could smell it oh dennis it smelled like an, a baby's head <laughs> it was just like <laughs> it was like i literally was like danny you're going to have to speak up i can't hear you over the singing choir of angels right it was the most beautiful gigantic... Scantic peanut. But, like, was it beautiful. Like,
1: now, did you feel like, okay, or did you, like, or is it kind of like, what am I going to do with this? Like, was it?
0: Well, I know what I'm not going to do with it. Right. So, like, so that leaves the, what, you know what I mean? Right. So, yeah, okay, I haven't been able to chew gum since. Right. <laughs> right. But that's a small price to pay, Dennis.
1: Right. So it was exciting that it was.
0: Yeah, yeah, my yeah. jaw's still clicking. Yeah. But whatever, <laughs> a little TMJ. Right. Like, come on, we've all been there. We would all make that. It was beautiful and he is you know really funny and whatever he's 22 super super gorgeous so then i want to see pictures we go back i go back uh sunday night and we have like the craziest hottest sex and it's so great and but the thing is like i would totally like if he lived here I would be like, I know he's 22 and I got no business, but I'm fucking, I'm dating this guy. Like, I'm yeah. falling head over heels for this one. Right. And I know it's not going to end well, but whatever. But he's going to law school. That's He's something. moving here to LA in the fall. That's exciting. To go to law school. Yeah. So, you remember I used to talk about beer can. That's literally the only person's penis that I've ever told you about. Yeah. Was the guy that I dated that we called Beer Can. Right. Okay, well, this is bread, bread loaf. I don't even know what we yeah. got, it. But it's literally like, it literally looked like one of those loaves of bread from Subway, and it was so warm and soft, and oh my god, it was it was just great.
1: Uh, well, I want to see a picture of him, not necessarily the peen.
0: I don't have a picture of his penis. I'm going to try no, to get I don't him want- to send me one, because it's the kind of thing that... You really do just want to put, like, I don't have a vision board. Yeah. Like, I don't a dream have, board. I don't have, you know, get yeah. to guest spots by yeah. December or anything. I, but I would put a picture of his penis up on my me- bathroom mirror yeah. just so I see it every morning. As a little kind of, yeah, look, how as, do you a, do? as a goal. Top of the morning to you. Just, vis- you know, you want to fucking start that. Put it, put it present. Put it in my, you know what? Make <laughs> it happen. Right? If you see Good it, to you have can dreams. Be it
1: You could see it. You could be it. You could secret that thing.
0: And I'm not, like, that's not really my, th- I'm not like a size queen. Like, that's not yeah. my. Regular thing, but how was
1: what was his attitude like around it? Was he, he didn't like,
0: seem to know what that he had, he, but like I was like, How did this even fit in a Speedo?
1: Yeah,
0: exactly. And he goes, Well, I would just tuck it under like under my balls and over to my over to my ass
1: and try to swim like that. And, but I'm like, Can you hear
0: yourself talk? Yeah, your penis is not supposed to go all the way over your balls right. and then up by your ass. You're not ass. supposed to
1: like, fuck yourself while you're doing, you're not supposed the to worry drug. that
0: your head might come out the, the waistband in the back. That's not supposed to be a worry. No, Like, exactly. Michael Phelps doesn't work. Like, maybe yeah. he should be in one of those Speedo onesies. Yeah. yeah. But, and like, it. I literally was like, and he goes, sometimes I just put it around to the side. But when he said that, he touched his hip bone. He goes, sometimes I just put it around to the side. What was it like? And not, I'm like, yeah. What was it like? Um, it was just as big soft as it was hard, which wow. is unusual. Because, yeah, it was, there was no growing, really. It just stood up. Wow. It, it, you know what I mean? Like, it just, I don't know, awakened. Wow. I don't know what the word is. That's unbelievable. Yeah. It was really, it was great. Have you talked to him since you've been back? Oh, yeah. A bunch of times. Yeah. So whatever. So I was like, you need to come and stay with me for the weekend. Um. So anyway, so that's the story about Danny Loaf. I have another. Danny Loaf. I have another date story. Oh, shit. Look I did. Last Tuesday night, I took you to see Mary Poppins. Yes. And not about talking about that. I really loved the show more than I thought I would. And um, I thought that when she flies at the end, it was really mind blowing and breathtaking. And there were a lot of beautiful, beautiful moments. I thought there were a lot of nods to the movie and things they'd done that were really great. And there was also this one really cute dancer with this great smile that I just kept smiling at the whole show. And whatever. We were in the very front row. Right. And there was a moment at the end that I was pretty sure he smiled at me. Right. But like whatever. You don't ever really know. So, one of the other fantasy things on my list, like, you know, I wanted to have a hot three-way, and now right. I know I never will because Eric ruined it. Right. Um, And I, you know, lost glee, and El Pollo Loco is not long for this world yeah. either, it right. looks like. Um, I also, I want to have a Craigslist, Missed Encounters romance. Right. And not like a hookup, but like a romance. I want to be able to say, how did you guys meet? And then be like, actually... He put a posting on Craigslist saying, Who was the guy at the Starbucks in the yeah. blue shirt? Right. And it was me. And he couldn't stop thinking. And we met. And now we've been together 10 years. Like, I right. want, I think that would be neat. Right. And I did it once. I placed an ad a long time ago after this guy at Runyon Canyon, this Asian guy. And we started emailing back and forth. He found it he and got he it. He got the ad. He, wow. Yeah. He saw it and we were emailing back and forth. And then he was like, Oh, wait, my friends know you from TV. Uh, TV people have a bad reputation. I can't meet and he would never meet me, because his friends had no knew that I was on that TV show, Fashion House. Like it was right. really weird. It wasn't me specific, whatever. Okay, so I keep thinking about this guy. So Thursday morning, I put a post on Craigslist, and I say his actual name, because my thinking is somebody will see it in anyone Scotland. in the cast is right. sees that they're gonna go, oh my god. So his name, I'm gonna tell you his name. Okay, his name is Brandon Bieber. Bieber. Okay. Okay. And so. I say to Brandon Bieber in Mary Poppins at the Amundsen, I was in the front row Tuesday night smiling at you. Would you like to meet? So Thursday day, I get a response. Oh my God. One of the guys in the show was like, you have to go to Craigslist right now. And there you are, and I totally remember you, and yes, I'd love to meet. And so I email back, well, here's me, and here's, like, I have, like, a website with a million pictures of me, like, so you can really prove that I'm the guy you're thinking of. Right. And so we agree to meet for a drink Friday night. So Friday night, we go to meet for a drink at uh, that club, Rockwell, and that's where I ran into the guy that was auditioning for your movie the next day. Okay. So, and, and he's even cuter than, he's 25. Right. So all my is all kind of have right. a, a through line here.
1: I, I want to say if I did
0: that, that guy would have a boyfriend. Like, it's uh, like... Yeah, no boyfriend. And one of the things in the ad... amazing. I thought by putting his name in the ad, if he's straight, yeah. then at least he'll be flatter. But I didn't say yeah. anything that would be embarrassing no. to him. Yeah. Hey, I'm the guy that was smiling right. at you. Do you want to meet? Yeah, Right. And so um so we stand there and we're talking we're having a drink and oh and we're laughing and he's like my god you you know you're you're so much even hotter than i thought and i'm like yeah and you're so totally hot and we're not really touching but we're like doing that thing where you're so close right. you think somebody might end up getting pregnant just while you're right. ta- like it's really really super hot and tingly right. and on and it was that night you know when you have that night when you go out with someone and a bunch of people that know you see you and come over and go, oh, my God, I haven't seen you in so long. And you look great. And what's going on? And it really makes you seem way cooler than you are. Right. So I was kind of having that night. Mark Cirillo came over. And then uh, Bob Merrick was there. And a couple of other people were there. Um, and they were like, Tony, oh, you look so great. Everyone kept saying I looked great, which is, you know, I want to hear that. And and uh, in front of this guy, like, oh, this is nice. And and I seemed popular and attractive and like a fun guy to be with. This is what I'm thinking. Right. And then I get a text. Okay. I can see across the room sitting at a table is saw we oh,
1: fuck that. He's asshole there. again.
0: He's there. Oh fuck. And for those that don't remember, this is the guy that took a big fucking shit on me. And then when I called him on, it said saw we, and then right. two years later, which was last December, we go out again. And he says, I have to stop seeing you because I feel like you want me to be nice to you almost all the time. Yeah. And that seems really hard. So this asshole texts me from across the room. Um, Sending you a hello from across the room. Like, what the fuck? I'm, I'm not even going to respond to that, you asshole, right? Yeah. But it's really feeding into my ego. Like, I feel like I am on yeah. fire. I'm the man. So we were there for a couple, an hour, hour and a half, whatever. I'm like, hey, let's get out of here. I have, early, I have a kickboxing class early Saturday in the morning, so I need to leave. So I was parked closer. So I was like, I'll drive you to your car because it's been really cold here. So we walked to my car, and he's like – I opened the door for him to let him in, but he, like, doesn't – Get in the car. He, like, leans forward, like, to kiss me. So we're standing there in the parking lot, and we're kissing. And it's, like, you know, tongue kissing. Like, right. whatever. But our hands are in our pockets. We're wearing coats. It's very cold. We're not, like, grinding against each There's nothing vulgar or anything. Okay. Also, I think you should know, in our emails back and forth, like, one of his first emails, he was, like, okay, see you then, BB. Because his, his name is Brandon right. Beamer. And he wrote BB, not a bearbacking joke, haha, ha, or something like he was right. making bearbacking references. And then when we were talking, he said something about, oh, yeah, I've got this bruise from when I was in the sling last week or something. So he was making some really sort of racy sexual jokes. Right. But, you know, it wasn't unappealing or right. vulgar. It was whatever. It was fine. So we make out in the car for a little while. I take him to his car and he's like, I'd totally ask you if you wanted to come over and keep making out. But I have two shows tomorrow. Which seemed like a fishy excuse, but whatever. I needed to go anyway, so I was like, no problem. Okay. So I do the thing when I'm driving home where I send a text saying, it was so nice finally meeting you, and I could have kissed you all night, and I can't wait. We were supposed to see each other Monday night. Can't wait to see you Monday. So he doesn't respond, and that seems really weird to me. So now I'm going between the, I would have invited you home, but I have two shows tomorrow, and the not responding to the really nice text, something something in the milk ain't clean. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So something in the man milk. So I don't do anything Saturday. Go to Phoenix. That's when I meet Danny with the loaf, loaf of bread, Danny loaf. Um and then Sunday, loaf, I send him a text it. and I'm like, "Hey, are we still on for tomorrow night?" And he's like, "Oh, tomorrow night's not going to work. Maybe during the day we could like go see a movie and have lunch, you know, hang out whatever. I'm open." And so I go, "Okay, or we could have lunch and have or we could go to lunch and have sex." I mean, you know, We have options. Smiley face. Like, I'm clearly joking, but whatever. And he writes back, you know what, Tony? I think you and I are not on the same page. And it might be best if we just cancel tomorrow. (gasps) Wow. Right? Random Beamer fucking put the shutdown on Tony. He shut it down. Like, I don't know what I, how I made it. He's doing bareback jokes. And I've got this from the sling. And I just make one smiley face, ju- whatever. It was super lame. So I wrote back immediately I'm very sorry. I did not mean to offend you. I don't know how I crossed a line here, but I apologize. I find you very attractive and I really enjoyed kissing you. But yes, we can absolutely cancel tomorrow. And if I run into you at some other point, I hope it's not, I hope I'm not that asshole from when your show was in Los Angeles. Nothing. Never heard anything from him again. The end. Fucking drop the curtain, take off your makeup, go home. Show's ah. over, right? Wow, kind I of an I'm asshole, gonna go get right? that.
1: The program's sitting right in there, isn't there?
0: Yeah, you, but go ahead and talk. I'll get it while you talk. All right. Well, that's crazy. Wow. See again
1: with my. Te- I think people, if you had had those conversations on the f- verbally, it's it might have landed weird. differently. Again, my theory about texting.
0: Yeah. So whatever. I'm. You know. I'm sure he's a great guy. I mean, look, I don't want a 25 year old dancer.
1: Um, that's true. He's but, cute. But, um,
0: you know, he's a really handsome guy, and they're in town, and, you know, to the first He thanks his February. mom and dad. Yeah. He says Phineas and Hazel go to sleep at the end of his oh, bio. Oh, damn it.
1: Um, so, well, you made the misconnection happen. You got a little something. But that's
0: not, so that's still on my list. That's still on list. your bucket list. That, but I really want someone to leave me a misconnection. Like, that's really the ultimate dream. Here's one more story about would Phoenix. You, do, would you check it, though? Would you find it? Do you check those a no, lot? No, I really don't, but I should. Whatever. Every once in a while, if I'm feeling lone, like, I don't know, in that place, right. I'll go on there and be like, maybe someone left me a That is such an embarrassing admission. I shouldn't even, but yeah, I've done that. Okay, here's another story. Guess who was on my plane flying to Phoenix? Kathy Griffin.
1: Oh, fuck.
0: I know. bearing oh, the lead. Oh, fuck. Bearing the lead. Oh, fuck! There's mo- there's, there's, there's just another asshole story
1: from
0: Tony <laughs> Ghibli. Oh, shit. Was it Southwest? Southwest.
1: Oh, so you knew she had to be in Group A. Cause so that was her here's fucking obsession. the story.
0: Oh, fuck. I'm sitting a there. duck 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 I'm on the phone. Oh, fuck a duck. Okay. And uh, I'm, I'm emailing, actually, on my phone. And I'm sitting there at the gate. Do we gate. need to preface this with any background? Well... Yeah, Kathy. We used to be friends and we're not anymore. The, we were her best friends. We were very good friends, yes, the best. Like a decade. Yes. And especially the latter part of that decade. Yeah, for we sure. were the go-to guys. Right. Uh, we were on the first season of the show. We were right. called the main gays. Right. We that went our lower on third. Multiple trips to Mexico mm-hmm. where we paid our own airfare, right. I might add. Many – we went to Vegas, which we always paid for. Right. We, we were not on the payroll. We were never on the no. dole. No. In ten, in all those years of friendship, we never walked up the driveway to the house without a case of Diet Coke or a pie or a bag of chips. Or it was no – there was no free ride in right. that universe. Right. Like it was never, oh, I'll pick up the check. I mean that happened how many times in ten years? Twice? Oh, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't yeah, like – Yeah, but it,
1: it was a – it was a – Fair friendship, it was yeah, yeah. It was a real friendship, right?
0: But then the richer she got, there was definitely a sense that we then needed to somehow work harder to earn our keep. It was
1: yeah, I don't know. There was a lot of weird stuff going on, but and then
0: ultimately after the first season when when she and her husband split, we basically stayed friends with him, and you know, and you know, she said to me. Uh, when I was gonna sell the my gem and wanted to, that, I said, "Well, I'm gonna go into. T- I want to try to be on TV," and she was like, "Well, I'm the one in our circle of friends that's on TV, not us, me." Yeah. And I was like, "I'm never gonna take a job from you. I'm yeah. never gonna, you know, come on. I'm never gonna be your competition." And so she was like, "Well, you have to make a choice." And I was like, "Well, it's my dream." And she goes, "Well, then you need to get a new dream." So I literally, in oh, order to stay her friend, was required to get a new life dream. Yeah. Um, and that was shit. before I'd seen. The loaf of bread dick. So maybe I would have changed. Right, exactly. Then, of course, he was also probably 12 years old at the time, so I guess that wouldn't work. But anyway, we haven't spoken in, like, what, five years now? It's amazing, but it has been,
1: it was 2005, so almost five years. By
0: the time the show premiered, we weren't really even speaking anymore, and the last conversation I had was the day, the night of the premiere, when she got on the phone and told me to send a thank you note. To, the, to Bravo because Bravo had sent us a gift basket and I had already sent a thank you note by the way so it was really insulting and that was anyway so whatever um, so I'm sitting there at the terminal oh, ready to get God. on the plane and the boyfriend of a very an acquaintance of mine alright um, comes over so I'm not even sure who this person is I know that we've met but I don't really know who it is And he goes, somebody wants to say hi to you and hands me the telephone. And it's this friend of mine, this acquaintance of mine is on the other end. So now I know who it is. And he's like, hey, my boyfriend said that you were just sitting there and, you know, I just wanted to say hi. And he says that you and Kathy made up. So that's good. I want to hear the story. And I go, what are you you talking about? And he said, he says, Kathy's sitting right right next to you. And I go, I don't know what you're talking about. And he goes, oh, okay. well, put him back on. You know, let me say goodbye. You can talk to him. So I hand the phone back and go, what's he talking about? And the boyfriend says, yeah, Kathy was sitting right behind you. You guys were back to back because, you know, in the airport, the seats are back to back. He was like, you were back to back. I assumed you were together. You guys did you not make you made up, right? I didn't even know she had been sitting next to me. We were literally six inches apart. Oh, my God, Tony. So it's like
1: sliding doors or something. And
0: so he goes, "You didn't see her?" And I go, "No." And he goes, "Well, she that must be why she moved. She definitely saw you." And he goes, "I across the room saw her bright red hair and then went, "Oh my god, and that's Tony." And then she was gone and I came over to talk to you. So, I never saw her and he goes, "Well, I think she's going to Phoenix." So we in Burbank Airport, they load from the front and the back of the plane.
1: That's what I'm like. I'd be getting on the back. So I
0: I use the we used the back entrance. And she, of course, you know, demands to be seated early. And so she was, I'm sure, up in the front. And um, so I never saw her. I never saw the back of my head. I never saw. I saw one flight attendant, gay guy, come running to the back of the plane, very excited, screaming to the other flight attendant, "She signed my book!" And it was, it was her book. Yeah. So I know she was on the plane um but then by the time you know I'm in the back of the plane phoenix only debarks from the front so she right. was long gone um and it turns out she had a show in phoenix that night uh a block away from where i was seeing disney on ice with my niece
1: wow
0: so that's uh, so
1: wild it was
0: interesting and the thing is she, i saw Was she her, traveling with anyone? I didn't i have no idea. I'm mm. sure she was. I mean she's dating that guy tom so yeah, are they, lovers. are they
1: on again or whatever? I, that
0: I'm. Told, I heard they were a
1: couple, but I don't know if they are anymore.
0: But yeah, and and it was like really. The truth is, I don't really have anger for her. Yeah, what I have is sadness. Like if we, if she had come over and said something to me, or we had went to get on and we were suddenly face to face, and there was that moment of someone has to say something, I think I would immediately fight back tears. I don't think I wouldn't go to an aggressive shoot a dirty look, bitchy place, no, no, at no, 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 all.
1: That stuff is so raw, and, um, yeah, I get it, for sure. It's just
0: incredibly sad, yeah. isn't it?
1: It's Yeah, it is. So that was a long-time uh, friendship.
0: Yeah, and so. in telling the story, I want to be clear, I'm not trying to bash her. Um, you know, I mean, whatever. We should maybe just move on.
1: No, but it is something, regardless of how everything went out, it is weird, that thing of, like, oh, shit, I'm going to run into her. Because for the first few years, I remember, like, oh, fuck, if I went to the Battle of the Tierra, like, you didn't sure. want to run into her. It was like, I hope I don't run into her. And sooner or later, you know, one I of mean, us I going to. And you almost did.
0: When I was going to see 2012 at the Arclight, right. um, which was with Sawi, incidentally, yeah. I was in his car. And we were driving through the parking structure at the Arclight. And she walked by uh, with, with that guy, Tom. And, yeah. again, we were two feet apart. But I was in the car with the window up. Yeah. And she never saw me, and I thought, God, that would have been so... Two, mi- two minutes later, and we would have parked, and we would have been walking in together. Like, yeah. that, that would have been awkward. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that's... I really have only even seen her in passing one other time in the San Jose airport. We were on the same flight. But I saw her, I think, before she saw me. And so I just went... I left that gate and waited until I heard him boarding and then just got on at the very end. Yeah. To just avoid having to have yeah. any kind of a conversation. Yeah. And walked right past her, and she was sitting in the front of the plane, and when I got on, she put a magazine up over her face. Yeah. Like, not, I'm, re- like, literally to block, like, up yeah. way too high. Yeah. And it was so, upside down. Well, yeah. So. So, you know, clearly she doesn't want to talk to wow. me either.
1: Wow, that's so much. Although I
0: hope that someday that's my repaired. My post-it I mean, you
1: know. is so um, bullshitty compared to that. God, I'm
0: sorry. I didn't mean to hog that's the podcast, good but I knew... That's good shit. I know. I knew I had a lot. All right, well, I'm
1: going to hit my bullet points. So um, I'm directing a short film that I wrote called Rub Down um, in February, and we're having a fundraising bowling party this Sunday, and I invited... A, ton of people i'm so afraid to even look at my evite or my facebook
0: so i, I invited invite. danielle Fischel. oh good i just invited a ton of fucking and people. uh the writers from good the dish.
1: it's gonna be here's my fear that people are gonna be sad because they didn't get to bowl enough because it was too crowded and they'll be bitchy about it but hopefully you you they'll just worry. hang out okay
0: so anyway i've never bowled i know at any of the bowling parties
1: i know but it'll be it's fun it's
0: really crowded i let other people bowl yeah. i just like hanging out with the people
1: i know it's good people so um, we're going to do that and we have uh, casting this week for my short film it's about a guy who is. it's based on something that actually happened to me Um, I was a secret shopper at a spa sure and I was assigned to go in and make sure that this particular masseur was obeying the modesty rules which at that time at this particular spa said that the nipples had to remain covered during the whole massage even for the guys which is a little extreme but that was the rule at this place so I go in there, and I'm very like I can do this. It's cool. I'm a little spy. I've got it. And then the guy's kind of shaggy and cute, and like kind of sweet. And there's something about him. And by the time I get to the, my move, where I'm supposed to show my nipples and see if he covers them, I'm so I'm a a, a nervous wreck. Yeah. yeah and yeah. B, I don't want to get him fired because I you're I, the the worst, the worst person secret, yeah. to be a secret I am like I'm thinking my because inner you're monologue always is, gonna. Yeah, you're going your to cover my nipples. is going to discover my nipples. Yeah. Audible from
0: across the room.
1: So there you go. So I took that um experience and I wrote where I wrote a short film where I exaggerated it a little bit and the guys end up actually being a couple and so anyway, we had auditions and um nice nice actors came in. It was cool. Non-union and um it was uh so I I got to I've got to look at the tapes and pick make my picks, but it was fun oh, to see it at come tapes. to life.
0: I know, it's tough. To hear your words, brought to the stage. I know,
1: it was really cool, though. I f- And they were sweet kids. They're like children, how do you choose your favorite? I know, you don't, it's very tough. But there is one guy I really liked, but I won't say until we settle sure. on it. Because it was finding, about, you have to find the right couple, you know, because mm-hmm. you have to believe that they're good, they could be a couple mm-hmm. in the real world after this is all over. So, um, so, stay tuned. But I, you know, at first I was kind of like, felt weird about calling them back, and you know having them do it and i'm like no actors want to get a call back they want to yes. act absolutely want a chance and so they were all lovely and I, I was surprised how many of them i think they're all gay pretty much but i was surprised how many of them in casual conversation mentioned their boyfriend or oh my boyfriend gave me a massage once at a place or like mm-hmm. it was very none of them were like trying to create some air of mystery or i don't know what or you know so i thought that was kind of cool um so I watched the Golden Girls. Golden Girls. The Golden Globes at Bill Condon's
0: house. Bill Condon who, um,
1: is a friend of mine from back in the
0: '90s. That man is a national treasure. He really is he a sweet, sweet directed man. Directed
1: Gods and Monsters and stuff, and like we were friends before that. And I remember reading his script, and I love that guy. He's my favorite, really successful person. And I hadn't seen him in years, and we reconnected recently, and he had me over, and he has, because he produced the Oscars, he has every Oscars on DVD. 'Cause mm-hmm. he, you know, got to and he uh used them as a, like a guide for what they sure. did or whatever. So he showed me two clips. A the Roblo Snow White Peach Blanket Babylon thing. Yeah. Which was as nutty as we all remember.
0: Is it terrible or like is it boring it's just or weird.
1: just weird. It was just weird because it's this girl Snow White who was like from the company, yeah. right? And she's got like the first twenty minutes of the show and I'm like, This unknown girl is Snow White is yeah. in this stage show in the San most Francisco. watched show in the world? And now, and it's her for a long time. You know, is she good? She's fine as Snow White, but it was kind of weird. And then Rob Lowe came out, and they sang "Proud Mary" together, and it was just weird. Yeah. And then Lily Tomlin came out. It was kind of a train wreck. Wow. Oh, but um, I really want to see. It. But there there've been bad numbers that are just as bad as that. Like this Baz Luhrmann thing this year was was weird. Yeah. Um, Bill said he didn't have any part of that. It was just that mash-up and the way all the songs were kind of thrown yeah, together. Yeah, yeah. But um, um, And then there was another thing where Bob Hope and Lucy in like the late 80s presented uh, The Stars of Tomorrow. So it was about like these young Hollywood people singing and dancing and acting. They were going to be triple threats. Right. And it was like... Um, Drew Barrymore? No. Patrick Dempsey... Blair Underwood, uh-huh. Jolie Fisher, Trisha Fisher, um, Tracy Nelson. Uh, oh, she is a star of tomorrow. She's a star of tomorrow. <laughs> if uh, tomorrow Ricky never
0: comes, uh, but it was kind of weird. But <laughs> then anyway, your name is Tracy Nelson. <laughs> I know.
1: Well, it was a mindfuck because some of them, a uh, Christian Slater, and they were all like twenty and doing shtick and singing and dancing. And then it was a mindfuck because then Tracy Nelson came out and did like a pas de deux and it was weird cuz you thought oh she must i thought she was 40 then yeah. but she was the same age as Christian Slater it was it was weird that way but um Lucy and Bob Hope before they pro- introduced them Lucy super fucking hammered and that's yeah. what we were all there to watch drunk Lucy drunk Lucy and it wasn't so much during her lines it was during Bob's lines when she was the most a lot of smoky
0: laughs a lot of st-
1: <laughs> and a lot of like weird like hiccups and like looks and bouncing shoulders you know all that stuff you do when you think you're like she's an actor playing drunk so that was exciting um so it was fun to watch that and then i have a newfound respect for jennifer holiday because bill has an audio recording of the writer of dream girls i don't remember his name the composer okay working on i'm telling you i'm not going mm. and you hear him finding it and Jennifer Holiday was already cast in the workshop and came in and worked with him on it and you could hear her going and you you you're going to love me and then it ended up being and you and you and you yeah, like yeah. but you could hear the
0: evolution how much she contributed to that particular number
1: yes and it was like cuz you know she kind of like you know she she's like yeah kind of crazy uh Proprietary about all of that stuff, and when the Oscar thing, you know, she was all singing it on the roof at E and stuff like that. And I kind of get it in a way I never used to. Like, wow, you really did help bring this to life. Well, you know, and the almost, modern yeah
0: equivalent of that uh, is is Eden espinoza in Wicked. Oh, really? Because Eden espinoza who was a fucking Pocahontas at Disney when I right. was in Aladdin, exactly, an incredible singer. Like, it's right. ridiculous. She was the alphabet through all the years of workshop yeah. of that show with Steven Schwartz, uh, who wrote the music for Pocahontas, right. in fact. Um, and then when they got their you know, deal to go to Broadway, they were like, well, we're going to get Adina Menzel because she was hot from Rent. Um, right. And they said, but you can be the understudy. And this girl that had just spent like four, literally like four years, Ugh. and all of the runs, of, ah, ah, like all that shit—that's the all one her. they have in the commercial. But yeah. that's all her from the workshop. That's yeah. she really created, you know. Right. And uh, and then it was like, oh, okay, now we're just gonna hand this over to Adina. She, I think, won the Tony for it. Right. And she'd be the understudy. And then when Adina Menzel left, um, before right as Medina and Adina Menzel was leaving. Eden had already left because she starred in a show called Brooklyn. Right, I remember that. And it was uh, not very well received, but she was incredible in it. And so then, when they needed her to come back to take over the role when Adina was leaving, she was like, "Sure, but my price has really gone up." And so Good. she was kind of able to, you know, get him back in the end. Good. But, so mm. yeah, that's um.
1: So it was really interesting to listen to because you could hear it come to life, and you could hear um, how much she helped. And then so you could also cool. hear the bucket of chicken. Yeah, somebody oh. said that there, she needed the bucket of chicken to help her, the grease helped her voice or something. Literally? That's what I was hearing. I don't know.
0: We're literally starting and ending this podcast
1: with, with a chicken, little with black racism. Chicken. No, th- but <laughs> somebody said that that I was her
0: thing. I, wow, I thought it was cocaine. No. Okay. But that was her thing. That like, she, could, she could eat chicken and then sing better. Yeah. All right. I so, like Drambuy. Yeah. So, uh, call uh, me a monkey.
1: So, um, so that was cool. And fuck, I had another thought. Oh, you know who was at this party was Megan Hilty, who played Dora Lee in the Nine to Five musical. So great. I got to meet her and her boyfriend, who was very and nice and handsome. And was handsome. also in Wicked. Yes, we talked she about was, that. She was and tremendous. In Wicked. She was a cool chick. God, she was so. good I told good in her 9-to-5. how good she was in Nine to Five. I'm and how... really
0: sad that that show didn't become a huge Broadway hit because I thought it was just tremendous.
1: Well, it was interesting to hear because I think um, she wasn't saying this, but people at the party were like some of the producing. Uh, like they didn't really play the Broadway game very well. Mm. Like they didn't do group sales or out of town. Like huh. they kind of didn't. They kind of didn't do what you do. Wow. I, I don't know. That's what I heard all from right. the producing angle. But uh, she loved doing that show, and um, you know, she was great. And, and especially hit.
0: her part, because Dolly writing the songs yeah. and being around all the time, and she's playing that role. And she said Dolly
1: was around all the time. Yeah. And she would bring in fudge that she'd make in her trailer,
0: and incredible to her. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Dolly her. was always like super yeah. supportive, and it's your role now, sure. and yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, that's really and nice. she
1: loved the other two girls, Alice and Janie. and um, but anyway, it was nice to meet her. She's beautiful Stephanie Block. and lovely.
0: Yep. Another Disney girl. Yep. Yeah. And so, another Elphaba. I know. My God, this podcast is like it just got so gay. gay. Circle mace making yeah. sense. Well, so, we should wrap things up.
1: We should wrap things up. I'm going to give you a little tease for next time. It's been Remind an hour. me to tell you about Beauty and the Meat. Do you know what, what? that is? What Can I t- say it really fast? Yes, do okay. it. So my friend Rick Andrioli is the editor of Unzip Magazine. Yes. He emails me and he's like, we want to do some video content. Do you have any ideas? Whatever, whatever. Because you know, I can't get enough $100 jobs. Yeah. I can't get enough of them,
0: clearly. $100. Right.
1: So, um, so you know Willem. Willem Belai, who does the mismatch game, does drag. He's really funny and sharp and does this thing at the Village Variety Pack where he's the calendar girl. Well, I was like, I long story short we came up with this idea cuz he during his other job in addition to performing is bo- booking go-go boys. Mm-hmm. So we're doing Beauty and the Meat and it's Willem interviewing one of his go-go boys. Willem and, and just, Drag. Willem and Drag saying interviewing yeah, a go-go boy. Saying, you know, what you know, what's the best tip you ever got? Show us your signature move. How would you solve the conflict in the Middle East? Just like right. random shit and and so on Saturday night, Felix, my friend, who's going to shoot and edit it, and Willem and I, hit four clubs, talked to like ten of these go-go boys, got the sign releases, and we're going to make this um, this ongoing And that'll show. be
0: online at unzip.com
1: But yeah, we're turning in the first one this week, and then they're yeah. going to give us notes. But I think we're onto something.
0: That's great. Because
1: he's fucking hilarious. Yeah. The dancers are sexy, and they're also – you get a little window into their – what's it like to do what they do and their sure. personalities and
0: do the certain ones say I'm straight and certain like, some they of go them there? are.
1: Yeah. Some of them are, but like one guy was like straight, but now we'll fuck anyone. He's got a wife and they love to swing and you know, <laughs> a uh, lot. yeah, they were wild. You know, it was crazy.
0: Probably a lot of loves of bread.
1: Yeah. A lot of I'm loves guessing. of bread. I'm a lot guessing. of loves of bread. Yeah. So I hope yeah. it'll be fun when it's, when it's done. I think it could be really funny. Willem was really funny, quick and spontaneous. Well,
0: speaking of uh really funny people, yeah. Tony Tripoli, you know him that uh, yeah, what's happening? He uh is on the new TV guide special, the twenty five hottest Hollywood couples of when all Does time. It, start airing? it starts airing starts uh Sunday, February seventh, which is quick the night turnaround. of I think it's the night of the Super Bowl. Wow. Actually I'm, I'm up against the Super Bowl. Okay, good. I'm sure people will be watching me. That'll but be But set your TiVos because they uh, asked me if I would want to, you know, come in and do this clip show. And I said, well, okay. And they didn't send me any of their previous ones. Right. And I said, well, is it like the ones that they do at E? Because I've done a bunch of those. And they said, yes. And so I wrote jokes for all 25 people on the list. And then when I was doing it, the producer that was doing it with me was like, wow, you have a lot of jokes. And I was like, well, it says Tony Tripoli comedian at the bottom of the screen. I, I would have assume you want jokes and you know this is like i love the 80s only we're talking about like it's a bunch of comics making fun of these people right Right. well today at work anyway so they were very i thought it was weird that she didn't wasn't expecting me to be funny and she kept asking me to just now don't be funny just say how attractive uh, brad pitt is and talk about how he and angelina are such a hot couple but with no jokes like it was really weird like that took me by surprise so i see one this afternoon that was, like, American Idol's sexiest contestants. And it's literally, like, the, some woman from Seventeen magazine and some writer and some other, like, you know, music critic, literally just giving you information and facts. Justin Guarini is from, you know, Cincinnati, Ohio, and he's blah, 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 and he's very attractive. Like, yeah. no jokes, no one's making no fun of No point of view, anyone. no insights. Yeah, but then here's me, like, doing jokes about... How, you know, this is Meg, Meg Ryan and Dennis Quaid were such a gorgeous 80s couple and really into the early 90s. And, of course, you know, now she has a beak and she's Vietnamese. <laughs> like, what? They can't use anything. So I probably won't even be in this special at all. But whatever. Oh, well So, you guys, thanks for listening. Line. You can always email us at yes. thecomedycouch at totally. gmail.com. Uh, you can always email Dennis at uh, dennishensley.com. And you can look for me at TonyTripley.com, please. And I'm on Facebook, too. Tell your friends about the Comedy Couch. That's right. We want to go global. want to get those numbers up. And we're yeah. sorry that this one is a full hour. I know. Uh, a lot of extra value well, in this it, one. Well, there was a loaf. We had to fit in a whole loaf. A lot of but... loaf stories. Shit,
1: man. I got to see a picture of that guy's face.
0: Yeah. Bust All it right. Out. Do you have it? Yeah, I'm not going to right, we'll do it on the podcast. All right, you guys. We okay. love you for listening. We'll see lot. you next time. All Bye. Right.